2: Skies will prevail tomorrow night. It will be humid, low 70. And Thursday, partly sunny skies once again, high 89. That's your Ranky Weather Forecast. I'm Benny Thompson for News Talk 930 WLSS.
3: Manatee high school football is a force of nature. It's time to feel the power with Hurricane Hotline, live from Beefo Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton, hosted by Dave Bristow and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. And now, here's Dave Bristow and Coach John Booth.
4: A very pleasant good evening, everyone. We are live from Befo Brady's for yet another Hurricane Hotline. I hope everyone's having a tremendous Tuesday. We've got a jam-packed crowd in here tonight. And look how quiet everyone got. Uh, yeah, great night. We've got uh, the Manatee-Riverview game on the big screen. we got my Cardinals up here to the left. And uh, all is good if we can get some runs and uh, advance to the National League Championship Series. Uh, Jim Phelan. Defensive coordinator is joining us tonight, along with Manatee head football coach John Booth. And uh, Jim is also a Cardinal fan. So. Yes, I am.
5: lived in St. Louis for four years.
4: Well, yeah, we've got the market cornered here tonight. Uh, John, congratulations on a huge win over Riverview, a district game. And, uh, boy, you don't get any more important in those district games.
0: Yeah, and that's what we stressed all week was how important that game is. And, and uh, you know, setting ourselves up in a position to be as successful as we can in postseason, you got to win district games. And your team came out and played uh, well,
4: and we've been talking about putting together an entire game, offensively and defensively, and yep. certainly and special teams. And yep. I thought it happened.
0: Yeah, it was it was good to see, it. and uh, you know, playing to that to you know to the level of our uh, capabilities. And we were you know we've stressed that every single week, and we were able to kind of finally put it together um, last week. So it was it was good to see. Jim Phelan, your defense continues to play well.
4: Um, Seem seemed to be in the last couple of games, it's the second half that uh, you absolutely play shut down. Well, you, you know, actually shut them down the entire we do, game.
5: We've done we do pretty good the last couple of years in the second half. We've given up you know, around 30, 35 points in the entire year in the second half last year, and uh, we're on that pace this year. So.
4: What do you think of Higdon, the running back at Riverview? He's pretty good, and you guys were able to uh, bottle him up pretty well.
5: Uh, he's a pretty good running back. He's 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 not as, as fast as some of the people we see, but he's a very tough, uh, tough kid to bring down. And he he sticks it in there every time. He finishes off every run. John,
4: uh, you were able to jump on them early. And, you know, it's funny because I'll have to give uh, Cord Graham some kudos. I hate doing that too, you know. Uh, No, Cord does a running back's coaching. I was talking to him at the JV game the other night. Mm -hmm. And, by the way, JV won again. They're still undefeated um, and play uh, Thursday night at home. Mm He was telling me we were talking about the you know the the Johnny Lang and how uh, Sloan had come in and played well and he said well you know Johnny runs the uh, read option as good as you know mm-hmm. most quarterbacks we've ever had and uh, I said yeah I've, I, I've noticed that so I kind of keyed on that as much as I can uh, during a game and man he
0: he ran it to perfection against he Red did Greenfield. a great job and and uh, we were able to get it out to Cavius on on the perimeter for a couple of them, and then the long touchdown run that, that Johnny had, he rode that and read it about as long as you possibly could before he had to make that decision and made a great read and pulled it and uh, accelerated through the hole. And he just he, does, he has, has a knack for that, his natural ability to, to be able to, to, to read and, and uh, accelerate. Well, know, that's what I was going to ask, because you'll see some quarterbacks
4: – and, and and look, I'm a Gator fan, and and Jeff Driscoll has has had some some problems mm-hmm. adapting, uh, and he played it in high school, but it just he's just kind of in a slump in in trying to run the read option, and you get a guy like Johnny Lang, and he gets in there, and he's masterful.
0: Just at takes it. his athletic ability just takes over, and he's able to to process things quickly and um you know and, and can make it happen for us That's that's why that 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 uh formation has been so successful for us and we're able to find uh you know a strong running game with him back there
4: now our players of the game tonight we got a bunch of players of the game our offensive line is the uh as a whole player of the game and we will go down and and uh talk to all of them a little later on but defensively jim phelan it's a guy that i have uh given the nickname the sack master <laughs> jackson and uh he has a motor and it, it doesn't seem to go off. And boy, he, it just seems like he's getting better and better.
5: He's playing really well. If we could just get him out of hopping on the first step, we'd even have more. You know, i would be I, even better. Get him to step instead of hop would be all set. I, but I was watching um,
4: and, and I went back to watch a little of the rearview game. And, and I just keyed in on one of his sacks. And oh, my gosh, he was off that ball. And yeah. it, it, it almost it looked like it was off sides. And he well, wasn't.
5: Ever since, I, since we put in this defense, what we do, and, and I tell the defensive line coach, whoever it is, that uh, you're doing 10 minutes of get-off every day. I don't care what else is going on, but you're doing 10 minutes of get-off. And we have all sorts of, of drills. They just start doing a thing with a tennis ball. They're having a hell of a time with the tennis ball. Yeah, around. I heard about that. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah, talk about that a little bit. Well,
5: what you do is I, I used to stand about three yards from them and drop a tennis ball. When the ball leaves my hand, they have to get to the ball before it bounces the second time. And it doesn't bounce very hard on the, on the grass on the practice. Yeah, yeah, and then when they get that, then I back up. And we back up and we back up and we have basically a tournament and they compete. And any we can get them to compete, it's a good thing. And they compete to who can, who can get to the tennis ball the and quickest.
0: All, I'm sorry to cut you off. And then all of a sudden, then you get – this huge uproar yes. in the back corner, and you turn around, and you see all these guys hooting and hollering. They're excited, and uh, I said, I don't know how many times you see defensive linemen excited to be out of practice.
4: Well, that's what it's all about: coming up with new, innovative yep. ways to, to fire
0: them up and, and, and work
4: on things and have fun at the same time.
5: And we do we do a drill where the, we have uh, the faster guys go against each other, and one guy lines up as an offensive tackle and backs up as fast as he can. The other guy has to chase him and tag him before he gets five yards off the ball. So they do all sorts of little get off games to work on the get off. So they're gonna go.
4: Uh, let's stay on defense a little bit, Jim. We talked about Kwanzi at the other side. You got Matt Mackey, kind of a big physical defensive end. He's played well. Your inside guys, uh, Delvin Mays and uh, Mills. Yep, uh, they're playing well. Yep. don't
5: forget the guys we rotate in for them too. The uh, Dominic uh, Nelson Dominic and. Uh, and um, Mr. Collins, T- T- yes. Collins, Collins came in and got an interception jump. against yeah, Southeast. Now he jumped off sides a bunch, but that's yeah, that's a product. <laughs> that's the product of what we do. We're getting off. So, but, but don't you think that that's
4: going to be huge as the season goes along? Yeah. That, that Collins got in there and played the entire game. Yeah, it's going to be. It's, it helps him and it helps us. And uh, yeah, Nelson looks good also. Yeah. So you're starting to get some depth now, and and, and that's something in years past. You know, we had a little bit of depth, but I think it kind of hurt us as the year went on mm-hmm. when we got into these big games and we weren't used to rotating. And all of a sudden, you know, you get a little tired chasing a quarterback around. Well,
5: you play the Miami Centrals, and those guys yeah. throw the ball 40 times a game. you got to get off and go into the fourth quarter. It's difficult to do. Okay, talk about uh, your linebackers and your safeties. Uh, they've played well this year, too. Yeah, uh, Marion, or uh, Trayvon Rump and Antonio Henderson have played very well. Antonio I might he might, uh, I think he's second in, in uh, tackles for a loss. I don't know how he gets all these tackles for a loss. But he he played a lot. great game the other night, <laughs> I thought. Yeah, against he played really well. And uh, safety, uh, Jamarian, who hasn't played the lot, didn't play the last two games. Um, but uh, uh, Malik Mitchell's played really well for us. And we're we're running uh, Paul, uh, what's his name? Paul Mobley. Oh, Mobley, <laughs> yeah, Mobley. Yeah, uh, run running Mobley. I'm going to get a little Alzheimer's school. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Mobley in it, uh, both the strong and the uh, free, and so we can do some more things. And your inside linebackers, Na'Shon Smith
4: and uh, Jamar Gaskin, and yeah,
5: they're starting to play better and better every game.
4: Na'Shon Smith just has a nose for football. Yeah, he, he's you look always at him, You there. say
5: he can't play, he can't do it. He's too small, but he doesn't. Yeah.
4: Coach, um, talk about uh, the offense play the other night. Uh, I thought. Drummond's played pretty good at quarterback, but not as well as he did against Southeast. Right. Um, you know, you could tell he still has some things to learn and, and just, you know, just playing with these guys,
0: right? Well, and they did some different things with, with coverages where they would, you know, give a press press initial look and then they'd, they'd bail out right at the snap. And so it gave him some some confusion, and a lot of that's going to come with, with experience. And uh, once he gets under center... You know, the more times he gets to do that, he'll see those and, and, uh, and he'll progress. So um, I'm confident with that. But, yeah, you know, the, the, the nice thing that we have is we've got multiple weapons that we can get the ball to. And that's one of the things that I stress with him early is, you know, with, with Kelvin and, and KP and Johnny and Octavius, we've got different guys that we can get the ball to. Um, you don't have to win every play on your own. And, um, you know, just kind of let the, the play develop for you and, and just put the ball into those guys' hands and, and uh, you know, we'll be successful. But he still made some pretty good throws the other night. Absolutely, I think it. some of the things that he does well is is moving out of the pocket on our roll protections and, and throwing you know that deep comeback or um, you know deep curl route or things like that. When he's moving on the run, gives him that obviously the threat to run the ball, um, but he throws the ball really well on the run. And
4: let's mention Nick Knoll because we talked about Nick uh, kind of having an off night as far as his. Uh, um, as far as his extra points against Southeast, I should say an off day because mm-hmm. it was a day game. But, boy, he bounced back, and he was perfect the other day. Well,
0: yeah, and that was the th- one thing. You know, he, he left uh, pretty upset, you know, and, and, you know, when you miss three field goals, that's our extra points. That's not, uh, you know, not a good game by anybody's standards. So he was pretty upset. But just one of the things that I tried to do was just encourage him, um, know that, uh, you know, he's going to get an opportunity to, you know, to, to bounce back. And he had a great week of preparation all last week and, and uh, had a chance to to put to really kick a lot of field goals or a lot of extra points, rather, and uh, did a great job for us kind of get back on the, the right swing.
4: So you get the win, and the way you got the win, you had to like. You had the running clock, mm-hmm. and you got a lot of backups that got to play, and actually, they played quite well. In recent years, Jim, you can attest to this, sometimes, you know, you get the, the, the number two you know, offensive line and running backs in, and yeah, you kind of you know spurt around a little bit, but man, these guys look good. Doyle at running back, yep, <laughs> he looked really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Doyle, he he's a hard worker in practice. He's you know he's actually a really good athlete. Um, we just got some some really good running backs in, uh, in front of him, but uh, what I really liked was just the uh, the enthusiasm as they went out on the field. This was their chance to shine, and they made the most of it.
4: Yeah, the offensive, the second team offensive Absolutely. line opened up some holes, and that and was very that was very ball. impressive, yep. I thought. Because, again, we've seen it where it kind of bogs down, and you know, you got yeah. the running clock, so you don't get very many possessions. That's the thing. Right. It's,
5: it's silly. I don't like the rule at all. I don't like either. The never get to play. Right. And if they do get to the play, they play for one series, and they're done. It, well, the game and, and is over. You, you could have a modified running clock maybe, but they well, what, keep the clock going when you score a touchdown. Right. I, know it's, it's, <laughs> I know it's it's. coach's fault that we have the running clock because all the blowouts and stuff. The people would sub and play their – when the game's right. over, the game's over. Play your twos, and the other team would play their twos. So we wouldn't have this problem. wouldn't have to deal with it. And twos right. would get to play a full quarter. I don't like it either. Quarter and a half. I, I don't mean, like it either. I think it just really, really takes away Boom, from it's over. Yep. The guys who normally would get to play, they would
4: have got to play the whole second half, basically. Yeah. Yep. And this way you get to play two series maybe, and that's it. Maybe two series. And if the defense doesn't stop them, the offense never gets on the field. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Johnny Lang, what can we say about Johnny? He had another huge game. Uh, You can mark him down for in between 180 and 200 Uh basically every game. it's it's incredible, John. What I think he does. the impressive
0: thing with that was um, the amount of carries that he did it on. Twelve carries, uh-huh. uh, and over 180 yards. That's uh, just a, an impressive night, and that was something that we're we're trying to do as we progress through the the, the back end of this season um, is is to not put Johnny in a position where he's got to carry the ball 25, 28, 30 times a game for us to be successful. So it was good to see us be able to to move the ball on the ground. And um, you know, with not so many carries with him, but you know, Octavius got in, and he you know rushed for for nearly 90 yards. Yeah, he looked and, good, and yeah, he had a great a great game as well. And that goes back to
4: the offensive line opening the holes, and Absolutely they look good. good. Now, Jim, uh, yep. you've been around the program for a while, a little bit, and you've seen a lot of good running backs come yep. in. How does Johnny stack up? He's pretty well, darn good. I'm stuck on Chevin still, so <laughs> yeah, Chevin <laughs> Wiggins was pretty darn good. And you know, the funny thing is, Jim. They've all been different. Yeah, they style are. Style of runners. That's true too.
5: You know, and and you know, guy last year was pretty good too. Yeah, I mean but, that's good running back. I we've had some good ones.
4: I can't really uh, compare Johnny to anyone that we've had. Um, he's I, more I,
5: elusive than a lot of people we've had. I mean, Seven was just fast. Yeah, and yeah, he those long those strides. Twos. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny
4: gets it up and goes, but yeah, he's hit, got a wiggle, and yep. he's also. Uh, He's also powerful, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll run it up the gut if need be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's just uh, he's just one of those special guys, and, and he's only a junior.
0: Yeah.
5: We're yeah. Uh, fortunate. And Octavius is him. very good, too. Don't, yep. don't, yes, don't, he is. Don't <laughs> <laughs> and Octavius like is Octavis. a junior, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. They're yep. both coming back.
4: Yeah, and we had uh, we had Willie Taggart on the sidelines, too. The other That's right. Night. To. You know, that was nice to see Willie down. They, they had yeah. an off game, and uh, I know he's looking at Johnny Lang, and he's also looking at Kwanze Jackson and yep. probably a lot of other players yep. we have. Yep.
5: Um, I believe they offered the Higdon kid. Oh
4: yes, yes,
5: I heard, I heard that. Um,
4: and he's also looking at some some Big Ten schools. Uh, Higdon is a good back. What was your yeah. impressions, John? I him thought, yeah, team? I thought
0: he was a great back. Um, you know, he. Uh, I thought we did a great job of containing him. So we, you know, it was we didn't get a chance to see him kind of out in open space. He did break a couple of them, right. but uh, you know, I thought uh, he's a physical kid. Um, you know, he and, and surprisingly elusive as well. So. Jim,
4: again, I hate to keep saying you've been around a long time, but <laughs> <laughs> we, we've both been around yeah, a long time. About. So when you go against a guy like Higdon, it's nothing new. We've gone against so many no, fabulous running backs. Sean rides.
5: Bain and I, you know, the, the kid at Southeast uh, the last four years. He yeah. always broke one on me. And I, and I used to you know the kid, shake hands and I'd always pick out one player from the other team to, to talk to him. I used to always pick out Courtney. And uh, so he got me again because he'd get a 50-yard run. He'd get a 70-yard run for a touchdown. We might win big, but he'd get a big run in there somewhere. And, and, and the, I think it was the last his senior year, he didn't get one. Right. And that yeah. was the only one he didn't get one when he was playing against us.
4: And, of course, we've had, like, uh, Cook, the guy from uh, Central, came up. And, and Darby
5: uh, and Ford and yeah. Gearby, and Yeah, it's and just or, and uh, goes on and on and on.
4: One after another. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we'll have our first trivia question of the night. We've got two trivia questions tonight. And we'll start with the offensive line. And uh, we got the whole line here, and they are getting ready to order. So look out. If you haven't ordered yet, you're here at Beast. You better get it in because they may run out of food after the offensive line places their order. All right, we'll be back live at Beefo Brady's right after this.
1: Go Canes! Brown and Sons Funeral Homes and Crematory wishes you the
3: best of luck this season. Your manatee neighbor of over 35 years, the caring experts at Brown and Sons, know how to guide you and your family through the difficult times. Featuring Trust 100 pre-planning, they'll handle all your local and long-distance needs. Celebrate the game of football, but when the game of life must end, depend on Brown and Sons with two locations to serve you. Online at brownandsonsfuneral.com.
1: C1Bank is proud to support the Manatee Hurricanes. C1Bank is a true community bank. Clients first, community first. Whether it's your personal account or business account, C1Bank will do everything possible to meet all your financial needs. C1Bank has 28 banking centers from the greater Tampa Bay area to southwest Florida, including three locations in Manatee County. For more information, visit C1Bank.com. And go Canes!
2: As a five-time pick by Super Lawyers Magazine as a top Florida attorney and as a longtime supporter of Hurricane football, Edwin Eddie Mulock brings more than 40 years' experience to the courtroom. Personal injury, wrongful death, medical malpractice, and criminal law, Eddie uses his innate passion for helping people and his extensive knowledge of the law to champion justice. Office is located at 15th Street West in Bradenton. Call 748-2104, 748-2104. For more information, log on to mulocklaw.com.
3: News Talk 930 WLSS Traffic.
6: Let's take a look at the drive out there. This reported service of the Sinkhole Guy. As we look around, nothing's changed much on our roads. They're finally heading out to an injury accident parish at area Erie in 301. Does not appear to be any blockage. We've been having some rain showers go right across the 75 corner. But the good news is we haven't had any delays as far as accidents go. 14th and Cortez and 30th and Cortez, uh, they're heading out to the scene of those crashes. Again, like I say, some wet roads right now through portions of south South Central Sarasota County, but other than that, we're actually chugging along in pretty good shape. And APT is a full-service sinkhole repair company, more than 10 years' experience. Go with APT, underpinnings free. The Guy.com. Dave Anderson, WLSS traffic. <laughs>
3: to Hurricane Hotline, live from Beef Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton, with Dave Bristow and Manatee Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now at 877-969-8600. And now, here's Dave Bristow and Coach John Booth.
0: All right, we are back live at Beef
4: Brady's. On this cloudy Tuesday evening as the Hurricanes get set to play the Palmetto Tigers Friday night. And what a Friday night it's going to be. We've got all sorts of things going on. We've got homecoming. We've got 100 years of Manatee football. If you're out there and you played at Manatee, I don't care if it's freshman, JV, varsity. I don't care. Just if you're a water boy, it doesn't matter. You know, come out and get on the field. But first, go on ManateeFootball.com and sign up. The first 100 will get a T-shirt, and maybe we'll have a few extra ones after that. But it should be uh, quite a sight. You couple that with homecoming, and the only reason it's homecoming, because it got delayed by the rain. John, as a coach, you know, I don't I don't know that you like all these distractions, but um, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah,
0: it, uh, you know, that uh, that's something that we've definitely stressed. And, and on top of that, we don't have school on Friday oh, that's right. as, as yeah. well. And so there's a lot that, that kind of goes into it. But, um, you know, we've addressed that with the kids. And, and um, you know, I, I, I think they're mature about it and know how to handle it, know what to do. So um, we're, we're looking forward to a good game Friday night.
4: Okay, our players of the game, offensively, it is the entire offensive line. All right. So, guys, uh, stand up, take a bow, whatever. Uh, let's 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 see. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. Wave at the crowd, everything. You guys don't get this much, okay? I mean, nobody <laughs> talks about the offensive line. All right, from left to right on the line, Luke Clifton. Where's Luke? All right, Luke uh, getting ready to interview with Gene. Uh, Luke, I got you 6'2". 265, is that right? (laughs) Okay, all right. So 295, let's say. All right. Um, uh, Bernard Shaw. Bernard? Bernard's not here. Well, that's not good. Um, And we also have... He's uh, getting
7: treatment. Getting treatment? Okay,
4: well, that's good. Uh, Josh Carden, the center. Okay, Josh is over there. Uh, Bradley Stickler. All right. And uh, Sam Kuva. All right. Uh, Kuva goes about... uh, 290, Cuba. 280, you lost some weight? I uh, like 290. 290, all right, all right. <laughs> You're a biscuit away from 300, then. or uh, about 12, 15 wings away. Okay, Gene Brown, Let's, uh, as a former offensive lineman, I know you enjoy this. Go ahead.
7: Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to start with the most important offensive lineman, in my opinion, is the center. Uh, one of the things that he's done this year, we talked about when he hurt his hand, that, you know, you switch to your left hand, and I did that when I was in high school, I Hyperextended my elbow, and so switched to my left hand. But I was never went out of the shotgun, so it was always under center. Then, but done a very good job. Tell us kind of how that's kind of uh, morphed into being now. You're just a left-handed snapper.
0: Oh, well, it's weird because like it changes your whole motion. Like you get used to ways
4: like the pulling stuff, and now you just have to change everything you do on the line.
7: I noticed you talk about pulling on one of our touchdowns. You got out there and got the lead block to get the touchdown in. So uh, as a center, do you like pulling? Yeah, I like to pull. It's more exciting than hitting fat kids all day. <laughs> so you guys have done a great job. Uh, I guess we'll go to Stickler now. I mean, I, uh, it seems like there's been a Stickler around forever, whether it's your dad and uncle or family members in that and going over the years. And uh, we won't mention anything with the Bristow family with the Stickler. That I don't know for <laughs> sure. but, but uh, So um, coming in, following in kind of the family tradition, 100 years of Manatee football. How's it been for you coming in um, as a, you know, kind of a, a legacy here for your family? Uh, it's a little different. I feel like I have a lot to live up to, and uh, I'm the smallest one in my family, so i got to work that help much harder. So, But it's an honor, I mean, to stay in here and be with, uh, with, with Manatee football, though, for your family, and they've always done a great job for the Hurricanes.
4: Uh, yes, sir. Well, Bradley, you're not that small, though, right?
3: So
7: small. I'm still smaller than my dad and my cousin, my uncle, my yeah. brothers.
4: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 6'2", 240, <laughs> I've got him though.
7: Yeah, but I'd take 6'2", 240 <laughs> as, you know, junior in high school. Um, I guess now we'll go over to, to Kuva, the, the, the littlest guy on the line. But but um, coming in, stepping in after, obviously, our offensive line last year, being all seniors, what has it been like coming in here and, and kind of changing the dimensions and, and things going on with the – new offensive line that's in there uh, it's been good we're like growing together forming and we're doing pretty good i guess yeah you're doing pretty good and you got uh of course uh, johnny lang back there running averaging about 180 yards a game and you know i think the offensive line has had some growing pains um what have you done to try to to just do that and i know sometimes it's you know you got a great offensive line coach and coach peoples and, and you know um what does he kind of tell you every game to keep working? Uh, yeah, he just says to stay on our blocks and apply our rules and make sure we get our guy and stay on him so Johnny can hit the hole. All right. And then last but not least, who's here, probably one of the ones that needed to take a shower the most before he came today. So Coach Peoples has got to work with them on uh, their hygiene a little bit. <laughs> so <laughs> <That's there. laughs> They, did, they, they didn't leave there. so but, they, they had to get um, over here in a hurry. Yeah, they got to get here in a hurry to eat the wings. You can't, so They're very uh, um, noticeable that you guys need to take a shower before you come out to dinner. So, so how's it, uh, again, talking the same thing with Kuva there, you know, coming in as a new starter, following, you know, all these guys that went D1 football. How's it been coming in and kind of learning through the hurricane offensive line?
5: Just learning from Coach Peebles and all that, and learning from all these guys. This is my first year technically starting a uh, season, so being all that, I just it's it's grateful. I just want to say thank you, Coach, for giving me this opportunity and uh, and going through this experience. Just we've grown through all the games, the East Lake game, the H- the Ware County game, all that. We've grown through them. We went through adversity, all that, and now we're winning and continue to be winning. All through the season, we'll
7: keep keep up the good work and keep working hard, and and uh, hopefully this week for the hundred year celebration, we'll continue to improve and one game at a time.
4: Yep. Yeah, that, that's Luke Clifton. Luke's got a good deep voice, man. He might be uh, going into radio, TV after this. Uh, uh, let's, um, you guys uh, opened up a good hole for Octavius James for the first touchdown so uh let's hear that clip octavius james with a nice run for a touchdown that quarterback johnny lang will give off to octavius octavius breaks through the 25 to the 20 there he goes the 10 the 5 it's a touchdown yeah octavius james big hole there john that the offensive yeah. line uh, opened up and great run by octavius absolutely And so, again, uh, congratulations, guys. Uh, Clifton, uh, Shaw's not here, but Cardin. Cardin, uh, talk to your grandma, very nice lady. Um, (laughs) Stickler, Kuva. Yeah, I know her from way back uh, before you were around. Um, But anyway, uh, congratulations, guys. Keep up the good work. And uh, if you keep this up, we may have you back, all right? See how many wings you can eat. You guys haven't even started eating yet, have you? All right. now we'll move over to our defensive player of the game, and it is a guy. I don't know if this nickname is going to catch on, but um, let's roll the clip before. Uh, back at uh, Ace, it'll be uh, clip number 10, and this will be one of Kwanzi's sacks and uh, the nickname that I've given him. Go ahead. Higdon stands alongside quarterback Dominic Caldwell. Caldwell takes the snap. Here comes Kwanzie. Kwanzie has him. It's another sack for the sack master. Uh, okay. All right. Well, you know, it just kind of came out. I don't know. Uh, do you like it, Quansey? Is that okay, sack master? Yeah, I like it. Okay, good. All right, go <laughs> ahead, Gene.
7: All right, Quansey, coming out there um, after playing on Saturday on a very wet field and, you know, not getting a lot of uh, push up front coming out against Riverview, and we started a little slow, but things kind of worked into it. Um, what kind of was your thoughts on getting back into really putting the pressure on the quarterback? Uh, getting off the ball and focusing on what my daddy said uh, before every game, focus, and uh, uh, try to work the hands. Well, obviously you get off the ball very well, you know, and again, dry field is what we hope for the rest of the year. When you, uh, What were you thinking when you were over there and all of a sudden you were running out, and, you know, we couldn't really see that you had the ball from where we were. But, you know, when that ball just came out right into your hands or did you rip it out of his arms or what? At first, I uh, I didn't believe I had the ball at first. Then I had it in my hand, so I had started running. <laughs> I knew there wasn't nobody behind me, so I kept running. Yeah, I was talking with your mom when she came in too, and she said she didn't know you could run that fast.
6: You know, a little 4-2 speed. <laughs> 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 All right, well, keep
7: up the pressure and obviously – Friday night against Palmetto, it's going to be, you know, a quarterback that can throw the ball and then the pressure is going to be important. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to keep controlling him. I know he can't run as well, but I'm trying to keep him in the pocket make him throw the ball. All right, well, great job and keep up the good work, and uh, hopefully we can keep saying sack master a bunch the rest of the year.
4: <laughs> how, how many did he get, Jim, officially uh, three, after looking three. at the tape? Three. three. So I do you, do you know the record for sacks at Manatee?
5: No, but uh, he's got to be getting close. Yeah, the, the group—it's it, it, hard to to judge that because some people don't count. Like I, I make sure that the receivers are running routes and the quarterback is actually throwing a pass. Where there are other times, people have taken stats and done it down and just said so the quarterback gets tackled behind the line of scrimmage. Right, sack. might be running. So it's, so it's hard to, to to compare years to years, but the. Uh, the group with uh, uh, Keller and Dossie and, and those guys—they had fifty-two one year, so fifty-two. That, okay. that was in That uh, was two thousand eleven. So, and we're we're over thirty now. Yeah, I, I believe so. And uh, basically, so just over shot. half. Yeah, yeah. We keep it up, and uh, it, it also has a lot to do with who you play and when right. you play them. Like the the Southeast does what they did against us on a dry field. I don't think they get half those passes off. Yeah, I think you're right. Because it's very difficult to rush the passer on, on four inches of sponge, which is basically what they were playing on.
4: Okay, we're going to throw our first trivia question out of the night, and this has to do with 100 years of Manatee football. We've had uh, – how many coaches did we say we had? 24, was it? 24 head coaches at Manatee, believe it or not. That's a lot of head coaches. So my question is, name six Of those head coaches. Six out of the 24. Should be quite simple. If you know, you can raise your hand right here at Beefs, Or, like last week when we had somebody call in, you can call in 955-0930. 955-0930. I need six coaches. Six head coaches at Manatee. And that covers 100 years of Manatee football. If, in fact, you get it right, we'll give you some wings. We've got koozies. We've got towels with 100 years of Manatee football. We've got shirts. I don't know if we'll give you all that, but we've got some good gifts. So raise your hand if you can answer that, and we will start before we take our next and final timeout, John, segueing into Friday night with Palmetto. Uh, Boy, on film, eh, okay, they they look um, okay.
0: The thing that sticks out if you look at them is they've They've got three losses, but by a total of less than ten points. Yeah, they've been competitive in all their games. And, uh, shoot, when it comes down to it, this is a this is a rivalry game. So they're going to be ready. Our kids are going to be ready as well. And this is a
4: good team, too, because we, when we were talking with John Limbo last week, we were talking about Braden River being undefeated. And that's great that Braden River's undefeated. Great. He's playing but, next year. But, yeah, they haven't. Played the type of schedule that a
0: Palmetto has, right?
4: No, you know, uh, obviously not what that that Manatee has, but Palmetto has played some very, very good. Well, teams. Venice
0: is a great football team. Countryside's traditionally very strong as well, and and, and Lakewood, uh, up in St. Pete, is a is another solid football team, and, and all of which uh, were close losses to them. So, you know, you can you can look at the record, their win loss record, but you know, when you start looking at the scores and how they played against those those teams, it, they're a good football team. They are good, Jim, and it, this is the rivalry
4: now. It, it's kind of uh, Southeast has taken a little bit of a backseat because this has been a, a pretty competitive game. You take away that sixty-something to nothing game. Well,
5: yeah, they but. had a, we had a little <laughs> extra incentive to play. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but when we've gone over there, uh, last oh, year yeah. was a
4: good game. Oh, yeah.
5: um, no, they got a nice little running back right now, and uh, they got a decent receiver, and the quarterback's obviously good. Um, they're a good team, and we. We look at film every week, and we see the team, and it week in and week out, we get their best effort. Yep. They play us. They play much better than they showed on film on the other team. So yep. we're, we're ready for their best game. Now, Allison, it.
4: the quarterback, is committed to Miami. He's a big, tall kid, likes mm-hmm. to stay in the pocket and throw. Um, do you think they're going to go more to the, the, the quick passing game? I mean, they're almost going
5: to have to, aren't they? Well, they do a lot of a lot of double tight to protect them, so they get they get two tight ends in and they don't release them, and then the outside guys do slants and and takeoffs and stuff like that. But they'll they'll come up with a protection scheme to try to beat us, and we'll counter it and see what we do.
4: Now, the last team that that loved to throw the ball that we played was University
5: last year. Yep, yeah, they came uh, out firing and had a. Good first quarter, and then we shut him down the rest of the way.
4: And they had a quarterback that went to Auburn. Yeah, he was he a good, heck yeah. of a throw. He's got a great, great arm. He's the best player. throwing quarterback I've seen in the last He's probably three or four years. Just throwing the football. Yeah. It's weird because he's going to Auburn, and they're going to have to completely revamp the offense if, in fact, he ever wins the job. Because well, that's na- true. Now you've got Nick Marshall, who would
5: work for Auburn, is the guy we played in 2011 from Dwyer. That kid, oh, yeah. worked perfectly for Auburn. Yeah, I guess he's at Georgia. Still. Yeah, he was, I think he's a linebacker now. I think oh, is he? Played. Yeah,
4: I, I can, I can, un- I can I see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take a time out, and when we come back, hopefully, you'll have the answer to our trivia question, that being. I need six head coaches at Manatee High School. We've had 24 since 1914. All I need, a half a dozen, uh, maybe even five. Give me five. I mean, throw something out there. you got one. He's sitting right here, right? And <laughs> obviously you remember the, the last guy we had, some guy named Kanan. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, raise your hand, answer the trivia question, or give us a call, 955-0930. We'll take a timeout, and we'll be back for the final segment of Hurricane Hotline live from Beef O'Brady's.
1: Galati Yacht Sales wishes the Hurricanes the best of luck this season. Team Galati has been committed to exceeding the expectations of our customers for over 40 years. Just as the Hurricanes are highly ranked on the football field, Galati Yacht Sales is ranked the number one marine dealer in America by Boating Industry Magazine. So whether you're buying, selling, or servicing your boat, you can count on Team Galati's highly trained staff to take care of all your needs. For more information, go to GalatiYachts.com. Dads
2: are born warriors. My family's safety is my responsibility. Lord forbid anything were to happen while I'm traveling. So my wife and I decided to get a home security system. The best advice came from a buddy who said he had a Vivint home security system. He's an ex-cop, so he should know. So we went with Vivint. Later, I was traveling and got that feeling like I should check on my family. It was late, so I connected to my Vivint home security system from my smartphone. My security camera showed everything was okay, but my oldest forgot to lock the back door and set the alarm. No worries. I armed the system and locked the doors right from my smartphone. What a blessing. I'll never totally stop worrying. But with Vivint, I worry way less.
1: Get Vivint Home Security, winner of Consumer Digest's Best Buy Award for its advanced security. Call and get up to $1,800 in security equipment at no charge. That's $1,800 in security equipment at no charge. Call 800-691-ORDER.
0: 800-691-ORDER. 800-691-ORDER.
2: Restrictions apply. 48- or 60-month agreement at
6: minimum $68 per month and activation fee required. Not available in Louisiana. See Vivint.com for license numbers.
3: News Talk 930 WLSS traffic
6: Let's take a look at the drive out there there's reported service of the sinkhole guy as we look around nothing's changed much on our roads they're finally heading out to an injury accident parish at erie and 301 does not appear to be any blockage we've been having some rain showers go right across the 75 quarter but the good news is we haven't had any delays as far as accidents go 14th in cortez and 30th in cortez uh, they're heading out to the scene of those crashes Again, like I say, some wet roads right now through portions of south South Central Sarasota County, but other than that, we're actually chugging along in pretty good shape. And APT is a full-service sinkhole repair company, more than 10 years' experience. Go out with APT, underpinnings free. The Guy.com. Dave Anderson, WLSS Traffic.
3: hotline live from Beefo Brady's 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton with Dave Bristow and Manatee Hurricanes head coach John Booth. Talk to the coach now at 877-969-8600. And now here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth.
4: Thank you very much. Welcome back to Beefo Brady's. We're here every Tuesday night for Hurricane Hotline. We're talking Manatee High School football as the Hurricanes get set to take on the Palmetto Tigers on Friday night. And, again, it's homecoming. It's 100 years of Manatee football. And there will be a big tailgate bash also from 5 to 7. Uh, the cheerleaders put all this on. And it's only 8 bucks. You get pulled pork and all the fixins from 5 to 7 and it's uh, right across from, uh, right, right by the Davis building, basically. Eight bucks. Uh, they'll have a silent auction, all sorts of stuff going on. So get there a little bit early and make sure you go over there because it'll be great food and just a great time, and you'll get ready for what should be a pretty darn good football game, John. That's what we're hoping for. Now let's take a look at uh, Palmetto's schedule. They opened up with a 46-44 to 44 loss at Venice. Wow, a lot of points scored in that game. Then they come back and lose by a field goal, 34-31 to Lakewood. Then it was 15-14 to loss to Countryside. Then they shut out Northport, 21 to nothing. Interestingly enough, then they were rained out. Then they had a bye week. So
0: they have not played, John, in a couple of weeks. Right, off two weeks. And, you know, you never know how a team bounces back from that. You know, they could be rusty they could be freshened up you know um what i do know is that this thing being a, a rivalry game they're going to give us their their best effort and they're going to be ready to play
4: yeah no doubt about that and uh you know that they of course like manatee looking forward to their district games and we yeah. have a very big district game next week against st pete but right. first First things first, you got to take care of the Tigers.
0: Oh, certainly, one week at a time, and um, you know this is a big game for us. And and uh, Steel cliche, it's the biggest game because it's the next game. Yep. And so, um, you know, our, our guys are ready. They know the implications, and and uh, you know this doesn't necessarily, you know, play into to you know postseason, but uh, being right over the bridge, it's a it's a, it's a lot for uh, for bragging rights. It's a talking game, isn't it, Jim?
4: Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep, i got a bunch of talkers, too.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's one thing you do have to well, worry about. It. Emotions, uh, you know, well, they run high, and, you know, we saw what happened in the Southeast game. I think
5: that had a lot to do with it. I mean, the, the kids get up for the game, they go to the game, they get ready to play the game, everybody's ready to fire it up to play the game, and we're not playing the game. Yeah. Then you know, we have to come go to back to the day Go to bed, and come back at, what, 10 o'clock in the morning and yep. 11 o'clock in the morning, and now we're playing the game. And then it's the perfect conditions for what they wanted to do because they know where they're going. The ball's dry. And we don't know which way they're going, and we got to play on that spongy field and do the best we can.
4: And uh, Manatee was able to win that game by 13 and then, of course, blow out Riverview. And we have on a winning streak now. Uh, haven't lost since Ware County, uh, which was the very first game of the season. And I want to reiterate the... Trivia question. Coaches, I need to know six coaches at Manatee High since we started playing football in 1914. If you can name six coaches, you'll get some wings, you'll get a T-shirt, a koozie. And if you can't answer that, maybe you can answer this one. We usually take a trivia question from the team we're playing. Of course, we're playing Palmetto. They currently have one player in the NFL. He's on injured reserve right now for the Minnesota Vikings, and I need to know the name of that player. He is a defensive back, and again, he's on injured reserve. He graduated from University of South Florida, and he was a walk-on there, of all things, a walk-on at USF, and made it to the NFL, played uh, the last two seasons for the Vikings, and this year, again, he's on injured reserve right now. So tell me who that young man is, tell me who the... Coaches were at Manatee. Six head coaches in the last hundred years, and uh, you will hit pay dirt uh, if you want to give us a call and answer nine five five zero nine thirty nine five five zero nine thirty. All right, we've got about uh, oh about eight minutes left in the show, and let's get back to talking about the Palmetto Tigers. John, it was a little bit misleading. I was watching the game against Northport, a lot of rain, so I don't think you can take a lot from what they were doing in right. that game.
0: Yeah, it was one of those uh, monsoons that that came in, and, and a couple of their touchdowns were fumble recoveries in the end zone. Um, but, you know, when you, when you look at it, a win's a win, and, and we, we've done the same thing, and, and however you can get one more point than the other team, and so – um, it definitely did limit them on what they were, uh, I think, the strength of their, their offense as far as throwing the ball. But, um, you know, certainly any time you get a shutout win, that's that's a good one.
4: Yeah, no doubt. And if you look back at some of their other games, they had uh, a couple of punts blocked in one of them. I yeah. Know, that, uh, one
0: taken right off the, uh, the foot. foot. Man, that was a <laughs> heck of a play by that kid. I yeah. think that was countryside. Yeah, side. countryside. Yeah.
4: And that was the difference in the game right there. Yeah. Yep. And then, um, you know, the Venice game—they they fought and clawed to
0: get back in the game and had a chance to tie. Well, yeah, and I think Venice got out to a, a, a big lead pretty early, and and um, you know they played to their strength and, and started throwing the ball up and, and made some plays and, and kind of put themselves back into uh, making it a, a real close one.
4: Um, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but either of you who won the Fort Pierce Vero game last Vero year? Vero did. Barry did. Okay. <laughs> I forgot to check today, and all of a sudden I, I started thinking playoffs. I don't know why. Don't but, uh, do that. I know. but you know. <laughs> Week to week.
5: One game uh, at a time. I don't even know who we play next. now.
4: To, you so know, the, you said it. Oh, you, oh, okay. Well, so Vero won? Yeah, Vero won. Okay. All right. Oh, I was kind of thinking that Vero might be a little bit, bit better than Fort Pierce this year. Yeah. Did they win uh, going away? Was it close? Do you know? Steve Peoples right. knows the score. 31-24. So, so a was good, good game, game there. Yep. So, uh, well, what happens, of course, uh, if Manatee wins the district, which is also important, the Mm -hmm. Canes will host the first game. And last year, as you recall, it was Vero because they were the Mm runner-up. Right. Now, if Vero goes ahead and runs the table, then it would be Fort Pierce coming over here if Fort Pierce is the runner-up. Mm-hmm. Fort Pierce has played a really
5: brutal schedule this year. Had to play Don Bosco. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, and they, they lost to uh, Kissimmee Osceola. So uh, they're still a good team, but they lost a lot of Division I players from last year. So, yeah, I just, uh, just wanted to throw that out there because that was one of the big games that was actually delayed. They tried to play it Friday night, and the rain me. hit over there. So getting back to the Canes, uh, John – when you come out against palmetto do you see anything defensively they've had a lot of points scored against them but i've heard through my sources that they've made a few changes and in, in the formations they're running defensively and they've kind of cleaned things up a little bit
0: well and that's kind of what we've seen on film um particularly in the beginning of the season seeing one defensive front and then the last two games against uh, northport and countryside we're seeing some some different fronts so you know, we're, we've prepared for for all that we've seen. Um, you know, we we won't know obviously for sure what they come out with until you know till game time. And um, you know, but the the good thing is we we've been prepared for any type of front that they can you know they can throw at us. And, and the kids are prepared, so we'll see kind of what happens Friday night.
4: All right, um, that'll be Friday night. Now we got just a few minutes left, and uh, Jim wanted to uh, do a little reminiscing with you. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about some of your players that have moved on, because you've had so many. And uh, one guy that, um, Blake Keller, uh, he went to UCF, and a lot of people I know were very interested to see, okay, what happened, what happened. He um, decided to give up football for a little while, but then got back into it, And that's great. He's at Marshall now, and and he's he's sitting out, but uh, apparently doing pretty well in the scout team up there.
5: And I don't know if you noticed the last two weeks that uh, Darius White's been starting for Iowa State at defensive ends. Ah, okay. Number uh, 41, I believe, or 49. And what a hard luck team. Yeah, they've had some hard, you know, in Bundridge towards ACL up there. So hopefully he can get a redshirt year and and get another year, see what happens. Medical redshirt for a sixth year. But I don't know if he'll get that. But. Yeah, I turn on the TV. That's what I look for. People ask me who do I root for, and I don't know. I used to be a Notre Dame fan, not so much anymore, and I just look around for players. And Now right. that everything's on TV, you can look around and find them. Oh, yeah. you know, Over the last five years, we've had some pretty good players, so you can look around and find our players all over the place.
4: What are some of the other defensive players? I know Callaway's doing well at Callaway's USF.
5: Callaway's doing at USF. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to see uh, Laurel. Laurel just signed with uh, Bucknell. so. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, so maybe we'll see him. Which home.
4: Which one? The, the – Younger Joey, Joey, okay,
5: and is Anthony at? uh, He's at uh, Akron, Akron, Akron. I believe. Okay, he's at Akron. So every night, those teams come on, I flip them on, see, you know, go go to the computer, see what number they are, and see if they get on the field. Of course, we're always looking for Christmas at uh, at Florida State. Yeah, Yeah, try to get him, see him in the game. Dan Um, Doyle is getting to Danny uh, Doyle is getting some time at Duke and. And Ferris, Ferris State in Michigan is now Manatee North. Yeah, know. I know, that's that's <laughs> amazing. So I, I, I can't wait to see Willie Smith. I really want to see Willie Smith play and do well because I like coaching Willie. Willie was fun. Talked to their head coach, and he says he was on the scout team when he was redshirted, and he would intercept passes and run it back and give it to the head coach. He'd give him the ball back.
4: <laughs> well, he's got to be one of the most talented players there. Because oh, yeah. he was a Division yeah. One player, yeah. really. Yeah,
5: Dossie's there, too. So yes. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. It's, it's fun. It's fun yep. to watch and see him see him do well.
4: All right, guys, Friday night, it's homecoming. It's 100 years of Manatee football, John, but the most important thing, we've got to get those Tigers. It's a
0: big win for us, yep. Jim Phelan,
4: thanks for joining us, and Any we expect, uh, you know, a great know. first half and second half.
5: All I, all I worry about is that we score one point in them, yeah. and I'm a, I'm a happy guy. That's it.
4: All right, I want to thank everyone involved in the broadcast. Congratulations to the offensive line, players of the game on <laughs> offense. Second. Quanzi Jackson on defense, and we'll carry over the trivia question till next week. uh, No one was able to come up with it. Six head coaches at Manatee High School. That's all you need. We will join you Friday night at 7 o'clock with a 7.30 kickoff. Until then, for Coach John Booth and Jim Phelan and Gene Brown, this is Dave Bristow. So long, everyone.